What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. I am your co-host, Ben Rayside, and today we are traveling back to the MCU as part of our Marvel Movie Marathon, and this week we have the privilege to talk about Captain America the first Avenger, and I did say that we have the privilege, because joining me as always on the Marvel Movie Marathon is, first and foremost, Mr. Ethan Wetzlaw. Ethan, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing I'm doing okay, right? I, today's been a really busy day, it's been a really busy week. I am super tired, but I mean, sitting down to podcast and talking about Captain America, now this, this is something where I sit here and say... I can do this all day. Let's go, baby. That may have been the best one yet. That may have been the best one yet. That was perfectly executed. And I appreciate your honesty, man. Usually we always say we're always doing good, and not often do we actually acknowledge, you know, we are busy. Let's go, baby. Let's go. But it is a privilege to talk to you for the Marvel Movie Marathon. Of course. It's always a privilege to talk to not only you, but also Mr. Micah Head. Micah, how are you? I'm doing pretty great. Uh, I had a pretty pretty busy day myself, and um, as we sit down to talk about Captain America, the first Avenger, I just, Ben, I really hope you don't say anything stupid. How can I? You're taking all the stupid with you. Oh, beautiful. Hey, I will say, this is an extremely quotable film, for sure. There's a, a lot of quotes that I, like, I've baked into my, like, psyche, like the Captain America, how exciting. I am a great fan of your films. Like, I say that all the time because I am actually, indeed, a great fan of his films, both in-universe and out-of-universe. It's truly a privilege to sit down and talk about this movie. And uh, But before we do, I want to say that... Um, Go subscribe to the YouTube channel, and if you could, go leave a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. There's also this uh, Q&A on Spotify that we've recently just found out about that you can, if you're listening on there, leave comments or thoughts on the podcast. So that would be cool, uh, and a little feature that I didn't know about, but uh, if you guys want to check that out, feel free to do that. It would be greatly appreciated, but of course, any review that you guys leave Ethan and I will review and talk about on our uh, on our weekly show. But with all of that said and done, let's open our sling rings and head over once again to the MCU. Wars are fought with weapons, but they are won by men. You just don't know when to give up. I can do this all day. Our goal is to create a new breed of super soldiers. How do you feel? Taller. Every army starts with one man. It's a great privilege, once again, to sit down and talk with you boys about the MCU as we progress through the Marvel movie marathon. And, and we get to a movie that... That is pretty near and dear to my heart. I've been looking forward to this one, guys. I'm not going to lie. But as a refresher to those who maybe, you know, haven't seen this movie in a while, or maybe if you haven't seen it at all, as you're following along with us, Ethan, as always, has a summary for us. So uh, if you wouldn't mind reading that, sir. Yes, Captain America, not the second Avenger, not the third Avenger, even though this is, what, the third? The fourth Avengers film, technically, nah, 
No, no, no. They save the best for for this spot. Captain America, the first Avenger, directed by Joe Johnston, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. In this film, it is 1942. America has entered World War II, and sickly but determined Steve Rogers is frustrated at being rejected yet again from the military service. But everything changes when Dr. Erkstein, how do you say that, Ben? Erskine. Erskine, there we go. He recruits him for a secret project rebirth, proving his extraordinary courage, wits, and conscience. Rogers undergoes an experiment and his weak body is suddenly enhanced into the maximum human potential. When Dr. Erkstein is then immediately assassinated by an agent of the Nazi uh, of a Nazi Germany's secret Hydra research department. Rip. <laughs> Rogers is left as a unique man who is initially misused as a propaganda mascot. However, when his comrades need him, Rogers goes on a success, uh, successful adventure that truly makes him oh. Captain America and his war against Schmidt begins. That's a pretty full summary of the movie. Yes, it is. I like that. That I pretty much yeah. encompasses every facet of one of Marvel's earliest films. And I, I, I know how we all feel about Captain America's journey as a whole. But as it starts, I want to get your guys' thoughts. And I will throw this over to Micah first. How do you... Thoughts on Captain America, the first Avenger? Yeah. Um, I mean, what is there to not like about this movie? There are definitely some things, uh, but there are a lot of things that are good about this movie. It's a great action movie, great, uh, well, not entirely original origin story. Uh, I'll get into that later. It has a lot of great uh, war themes, not really elements. It, it, it tries to be a war movie, but doesn't really go into the war aspect. Uh, I think that the villain is a bit flat, although he has quite the rigid face. Uh, Very those defined. cheekbones are wow. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Um, and the uh, overall, this movie is pretty good. You're a fan. I'm a fan. Positive. Yeah. Okay. Positive. Okay. All right. Not a ten. Not a one. Oh. Not a five. Not a six. Oh, not. Oh, whoa. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Slowly he's, narrowing he's, it down. He's narrowing it down. A, okay. Giving a score oh, right out the front. Yeah, it, yeah. It's uh, it, it's a pretty good movie. I, I like to see where my score kind of lands at the end of this uh, discussion. That's what the discussion's for. Ethan, are you are you with Micah pretty good or where oh, are you yeah. at? I always love revisiting this film uh, particularly. And this was really, I was sitting down and thinking, so I know for a fact this is the first MCU film. I'd ever seen. I'm trying to remember. I do believe it is the first superhero movie I ever saw in oh, my wow. life. Yeah. So th- this is a film that started it all, truly, for me. I, uh, My grandma was telling us, all right, we're going to go take you to see The Avengers. And then we're the, night, the night before we go see it, my brother's like, hey, we should actually watch Captain America, the first Avenger, before we go see that one. Just, just you know, kind of as, as a pregame warm-up. And yeah, so it was on Netflix. We t- turned it on. Loved it. Those I'm are the probably, days. Probably Those watched the it. When they were all on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, yeah the phase one movies on Netflix. Yeah. So I watched it with my grandma, my grandpa, and my whole family. And it was a great, great experience. My uh, grandpa really liked it, actually. He, he's like, wow, that was really cool. I, I, he loves war movies. He thought the Hydra stuff, you know, the, hell, Hydra. He thought that was a little corny, but 
I mean, we all kind of do, but that's kind of part of the camp of this movie. But as far as what I think of this now, I think it's a pretty good flick still to this day. And I, it's not the best film we've seen so far, but I do really love this movie. And there's so much that they did right. And this movie really is really underappreciated. It's kind of thrown under the rug and a lot of people kind of forget about it. And I was listening to a podcast last week where someone trashed this movie. And I don't know why this this movie gets so trashed because it really is a fantastic origin story. And it's really fun, too. It's so fun to watch. I, I do have nitpicks like Micah says. Like, I don't, I don't think Red Skull fully hits it out of the park. And I think some of the movie moves a little too fast, but I, th- I think a lot, this movie's really close to being a perfect film. And we'll get to talk about it throughout this podcast. But yeah, I'm very positive on this movie. It's a great film. Nice. I'm glad that we're pretty much all in unison because I agree there are nitpicks, but overall it's a great time. And I like what you said about camp, that people have criticized the camp in the past, but that's almost I feel part of the charm with this early film and you get this this to me when you get to compare because now we've really dug deep into each one of these MCU Mm -hmm. movies in phase one before the Avengers this fits in very nicely with Thor and Iron Man 2 that you have the big three all teaming up in Endgame for that epic scene versus Thanos and it it all really has its roots right here because we we were positive on iron man we were positive on thor and now we're positive on captain america you you skipped over one (laughs) that's the the problem because we weren't weren't all that positive on incredible hulk but these three films in particular that one (laughs) yeah exactly I will not say any more. That speaks for itself right there. That's crazy. But the Avengers work so much because of these three films. And we're going to talk about the Avengers as it relates to this film in particular, and in particular, an end credits scene. But spoilers. I'm with you guys. It's a fantastic film. I have given it great accolades for it. Since I... It's weird because this is the start of... Captain America becoming one of the best superheroes out there. I talk about my favorite superheroes of all time. Spider-Man's there. Batman's there. And Captain America's right there too. Which speaks only to these movies in the MCU. Spider-Man and Batman have roots all the way back in like in the later days. You know, Spider-Man, his movies, Batman's movies go all the way back to like the 60s, 40s if you want to get technical with it. But Captain America is relatively new, and he is right up there for me as one of my favorite superheroes of all time, and that starts with this film. So, we do have nitpicks, though. Right. Should we get those? Should we start with the nitpicks first? We just want to start with Red School? What what, what do you think about Red School? The main villain of the movie. Yeah. I think his prosthetics and makeup are fantastic. Oh, yeah. Great. Looks great. Is it all prosthetic? Is there any CG? I don't know if there is because I mean there was CG when he was taking it off, sure. But was there CG like was his? I was trying to sift through the the um, the trivia on IMDb. Let me see if yeah, I'm not sure. There's 
I don't see anything. But uh, as for his his acting, Hugo Weaving does an excellent job. Of course, I of would also like to add this isn't his first time playing a a Smith a Smith, as he was Agent Smith in uh, <laughs> the Matrix. In the Matrix. Oh yeah. Elrond. He can elevate a role, make it huge. Is, I didn't know that he was V. I was looking through his uh, IMDb. He was V in V for Vendetta. Oh, he's Soul. vegan. Dude, he's crazy. Wait, V or vegan? V. From V. v, okay. from v. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Another, uh, is V for Vendetta a Marvel comics? Said. Or is that DC? DC, I believe. That's DC, okay. Um, he's also Elrond, obviously, in Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. He's in a lot of stuff. He's a great actor. Matrix. I do agree, though. His role is, as a villain, DC, yep. is a little flat. He doesn't give much. His motivation is just... We're supposed to hate him because he's going to destroy the world because he's Nazi dude. That's his whole like thing. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they don't really go into detail of why his face melted off or what the extent of his powers are. He's just like kind of strong, too. <laughs> he's like Captain America, but also bad. <laughs> I will say I kind of like how it starts off, though, with him because he starks talking nice, about yeah. Odin and the Tesseract right. and... We've all seen Thor, and it's yeah. like, I like that he is trying to get a higher power from the gods, and everyone's like, this guy's crazy, but we, the audience, know that, no, this actually, this higher yeah. power was actually left to them by the gods. You're trying to get this magic to work, I can see how you think science to a to a dumb person is. <laughs> he has some really intimidating scenes in the movie, though, when he brings those three guys in, and mm. he's like, but I can understand your confusion, and then he blows them all away. Mm. But... Were they Nazi high ups? Was that what that yes. was? Okay, that's that's kind of what I thought, but they didn't like give us enough reason to feel like these characters had some sort of power. He should have got gutsy with it. Yeah, he should have killed Hitler. Come on, he should have done it. <laughs> that was Hitler coming. Well, well, Captain America killed Hitler what thirty something times? Right, in this right. Movie? I've knocked out Adolf Hitler over two hundred times. I think that's what he says. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, whoa, dang. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I will say though his motivations as far as like conquering the world go, that's as far as it goes. If he had some reason to not follow through with his plans because of personal motivations, like he had a daughter or something, uh, but then it'll be too close to Thanos, or uh, you know, it's some sort of reason to hold him back from committing his his high powered thing would would help to add some depth to his character. But as for right. As he is portrayed, uh, the only good part about him is Hugo Weaving's performance. I think the best thing the MCU did with Red Skull is throw him in Infinity War. Oh, that was so good. Because that, that cameo was flew way under the radar, mm. and I did not know right. what was going to happen. And when it happened, and the whole theater, not Hugo Weaving. No. Right. Walking Dead alumni does the voice Ross for... Ross Thank you yes. for the name. I was blanking on it. Hugo Weaving's in Walking Dead? No. Oh, no. Ross, no. <laughs> Ross Marquand When is. he comes back in Infinity War, it's not Hugo Weaving. Oh. It's all CGI and Ross Marquand from Walking Dead does the him. voice. Yeah. Very gotcha. well, I might add. Very uh, well. He plays Aaron on The Walking Dead. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, I, yeah, that's the best thing they've done with Red Skull. As far as that goes, the only other nitpick that I have is that I think I agree with you that sometimes this movie moves a little too fast it montages over a lot of what really cool sequences yeah it has the wolverine x-men origins effect to where but we still get to see some of the action yeah yes i don't think it's much of an issue 
In fact, the montage of him and the Howling Commandos just absolutely balling out right. on the battlefield and is pretty cool. Like, it's not till the second movie and the there's an Agents of Shield episode that dives more into the Howling Commandos, but you don't really realize how like in the span of this movie they they spend a lot of time together like that is cap's team but when actually watching the movie it just mm. feels like okay these are some dudes that are just here and he fought some battles with them yeah. but like that's his squad dude and we're supposed to think that but yeah which i think they move over that a little quickly yeah. i couldn't tell you one of those guys names mm. so there was mustache dude there was asian dude who eventually becomes the principal in um, Spider-Man. Yeah, he, he's a descendant, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's... Dumb Dumb Dugan. That's Dumb, the Dumb one Dugan. guy I know. The one guy I know his name. <laughs> Wahoo! He even has his catchphrase. Who speaks French. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember the rest a of them. Very, a very faceless. They did the same thing with Thor, too. It was... They, they had this group of just comical dudes, or patriotic dudes in this case, and they threw him together and pushed him out on the field. Uh, what really hurt this movie was two montages within like mm. 45 minutes of each other. Mm. Uh, and they were all parts that could have been character development that they skimmed over. I wonder if they made this movie a bit shallow just to get through it. Do you guys think that? What like, do you mean? To, to not distract it from... Avengers oh no to no. make Avengers there, look even better so, there's so much heart in this movie as far there's as a lot critiques of go that's where it falls flat yeah. I am so extremely positive with this movie beyond those two things that how positive I am almost kind of relegates how much I think about that you know just because of the amount of heart that this movie has and I, I can see how there could have been character development I think there's more than enough in this movie when it comes to Steve Rogers in almost every scene that he has in this movie, whether it's being the kid that he is, the soldier that he is, or eventually the man that he becomes in the 21st century, all those scenes hit extremely hard from the very, like, he gets beat up in that alley. That's like the very first thing you see, and he's like, I can do this all day. I've had him on the ropes. And you start to see the struggle that he has of just wanting to serve. Mm-hmm. Every scene that he's in when he starts to meet Erskine, there is so much heart in this movie. And I think it's the most heart we've seen since the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. I'm not I, gonna I lie. would agree. There are some, uh, you know, who has the most heart, especially for uh, Chris Evans in this movie is... Uh, Haley Atwell. <laughs> Carter, she's got some, Carter, she's man. got some eyes for him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> make, see, she's like wa- really wanted to reach out and touch him right when he comes out. I love. I've like uh, always, in the trivia, it says she ruined a couple takes because she like couldn't control herself. She was <laughs> like laughing. Or like, like she wouldn't like she couldn't <laughs> control her hands from touching him. Steve Rogers had that much riz. <laughs> He was just absolutely. He had Haley Atwell. So here, Haley as far Atwell, as as far name. as critiques go, this is kind of a half critique, but I know that it it's a core part of this character. But let me ask you guys: this is he too perfect, Captain America? No, no, no. He, he's still uh, he still has room oh, to grow. Are you saying like what are his flaws? I don't see any. Is that what you're saying? He still has. I just feel like once he gets the serum. He kind of like, and that's kind of 
the appeal to him. Yeah. But there's nothing really like, where can he grow? How can he become better than the form he is in this movie? It's not that he can grow. It's that the world around him can reject him. I think that's what we can go for. Because we start to see it in this movie with the general not allowing, like not giving him the direct orders to go save all those people, but he does anyway. And we'll see that later with the Sokovia Accords. That's basically what the Avengers are trying to do is go against what the, you know, take the law into their own hands and figure this out themselves. I like that you say that because Winter Soldier is basically that the whole movie is. Yeah, that's Captain America's Government's character. wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm right. It's, it's him learning how to fit in, in that scenario. And... You're, you're saying that there's no room to like, there's no struggle. Like, you know, like totally the appeal of a character is what he goes through and his character growth. Yeah. I just, does he have growth or is he just the perfect man who just needed a bunch of steroids to use his perfectness? His character flaws that his muscles are too big. Yeah, His character flaws <laughs> was he was weak and puny and now he's not. I think that's the I think that is the point because you have that conversation. And I don't have a problem with yeah. that. The conversation between him and Erskine, they're on the bed, right? Great. That's what. Oh, great scene. It's yeah. so good. But that's why he picked him because the bad. This serum amplifies everything. The bad becomes worse. You know, good comes great. Mm-hmm. But whatever happens, with you must promise great me. Power comes great responsibility. That's basically what he's saying. I will. I, I hinted. He got this. really close. Yeah, I yeah. hinted to this at the in my uh, thoughts of the movie at the beginning. This is Spider Man. <laughs> this, this movie. Is, this is very much Spider Man. Hmm. But that's the appeal to it. When you have a it character is. who it is. But I will say that Spider Man's conflict mm. makes him a little bit more interesting than Captain America. That's why Captain America doesn't appear on anyone's like best superheroes of all time list because a good superhero has conflict batman spider-man daredevil superman any of those characters they struggle with a certain thing and captain america struggles with not himself but maybe sort of how he fits into so something that i always forget about is when he gets on he first gets on the the plane with the the missiles Hmm. or the the missile jets whatever you call them i always forget that once he gets on there he actually leaves it again in one of the missiles. Like uh, the, the Hydra agents take off. He leaves the plane. They're flying around. And then Captain America beats him up. Rips the cockpit open. Hops in. And then he can just fly it. He's without a- any training. He can just That's when I was like. Okay. He might be too perfect. Mm. If he can fly this without any training. Like. Everything else, I'm like, you know, that that's his character. He's perfect. But this was like, okay, maybe he's a little too advanced. This, here. just like the Hulk movies, are ex- not above them. <laughs> the first one, I like the first Hulk movie better. Better than this movie? It, no, 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 I'm talking, forget I said anything. This gives me exactly what I want to see out of Captain America. Mm. They wanted people to leave this theater happy and just hyped with no like conflicts about this movie at all. Like, what is there to complain about? There's they they wanted to be this one. This was supposed to be a crowd pleaser. It's the summer blockbuster. It's the one before Avengers. It's like they gotta get butts and seats for this next one because it's the biggest budget movie of all time. They gotta make sure that they don't leave a bad taste in people's mouths. And 
this is as close as you can get to a World War II propaganda. America is great because America yeah. is good. Uh, <laughs> Captain America yeah. pulling Nazis out of the air and shooting down Nazi planes mm-hmm. and just killing Hitler 200 times. It doesn't get better than this. This is the most patriotic <laughs> Marvel movie Homegrown, agreed. Whatever. Agreed, and I think that another appeal to Captain America's character as he fits into the wider MCU is they make him this way, and then it plays perfectly into his interplay with Tony, mm. because Tony's got a view on the world, and Cap's got a view on the world, and every interaction that they have in the Avengers movies, perfect. Perfect. It's so good. It's yeah. so good because Cap is, he does have the moral high ground in almost any one of the situations. But Tony also, he's trying to do the right thing. Mm. He's trying to be the futurist. But Captain America's, there's a great episode of uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes about this. But it, the conflict is all throughout the movies, too. There's a whole movie about this, too. I, I, absolutely. And so it's. Team Iron Man. Team Cap, for sure. Team Ant-Man. <laughs> so Team Cap, right? No, I'm just here for Ant-Man. <laughs> Anybody have any orange slices? <laughs> but uh, I I think that is a critique to his abilities, though. Your critique that he can just fly that, not a critique to his character, correct? I don't know. It goes in with his character. If people get mad at Ray flying the Millennium Falcon, I can get mad at... Well, she has the force. She has the force. Steve doesn't have the force. He's got the super serum. He's got the super soldier serum. Yeah. Maybe he played like, no, they didn't have games. Maybe he did something. He drove a car. <laughs> he didn't have games and the super back in soldier oh, serum. is really to fly anyway. Amplified his ability to, to fly. It can't be that hard to fly a plane. I'd figure it out. If I were him, I would just... You know. See, I feel like that, but then again... He did like, crash it. It's not like he... I mean, that is true. Yeah. He kind of just steered it. <laughs> no, but that, that's he, crashed right, it. All right, so he flew two planes in this movie. He crashed both of them. <laughs> one true. into the other, and then the big one down. I wouldn't say he's yeah. the best pilot. Fair. He did Fair. make it into, like, in between the I-beams so that he wouldn't explode. Or die. What, what were those planes? Were those nuclear warhead kind of things? Uh, yeah, I believe they were bombs. Yeah, just big bombs for kamikaze. Okay. Yeah, I believe that they came stole out of nowhere, that. didn't it? I believe they, they stole that from that? Incredibles, right? I think uh, if I if I recall right, um, what's his face had that same plan to do that to every city to bomb every you city. Call him what's his face? Everyone's uh, super. What's his name? Yeah, yeah, that guy. What what syndrome? Syndrome. syndrome. That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure that Red Skull's plan lined up pretty much with syndrome. He watched plan. that movie before making his plan. Oh, he must have. Micah, you said that this movie. Is the movie's origin story is cliche? No, uh, not this? original. Not original. The origin so is not original. This origin, I thought it was very similar to Spider-Man. Original, though. How how so? So so here's here's my thing though. Yeah. Because this this origin might be like the most original, as it's like one of the first origins like ever made. No, no, not like like movie wise, they should. Oh, okay, like, okay, okay. As as the movies go, I'm a dude going to the movie theater. I'm like, hey, mm. this is just like Spider-Man. <laughs> in what ways the dude gets powers it's a super strength and then there's a girl who likes him with the powers and then with great power comes great responsibility the red skull has the same sort of powers as he does and they've got this like thing that they're my going God. after the power of the sun in the palm of their hands it, it's all spider-man my this movie's just think- Whoa. I think you just <laughs> summarized the plot of every superhero That's movie most, ever made. Yeah. That's but most superhero. What did they do to twist it up? They don't give the villain... World War II. Yeah, it, okay, it's World War II, but it, is it really World War II? Does it matter that it's World War II? 
They don't yes. show anything that's World War II. Like, the guy's a Nazi, sure. But they don't, like... Hydra. They don't talk about it. They're not, like, showing us that it's World War II. They're saying... That's why... They're saying it's World War II. That's and how we just know yeah, about yeah. it. If they did, like, what they did in X-Men Origins Wolverine... Don't... No, do not. Where they went on the war. If them. they went, like, in <laughs> Wonder Woman... No, no. What about in Wonder Woman? Where it's, like, a World War II movie... That's good, or World War One, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. where they go onto the battlefield and you they want, show. You want more war? So you want a war less superhero? I think it would have been cool if they had more war instead of just cutting it out in a, in a uh, montage. Fair. It, it would have been a much but I think more full movie. I think most of the middle is him in the war, but not like I, I wanted to see him in like major battles. <laughs> okay, or, or like you don't want to see him fighting Hydra. Dudes. Some sort of iconic place, at least. From okay, that's fair. They, they didn't put any dedication. So you want to see him this, on D Day? Sure. No, yeah. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't I put any dedication that this was. Like, they didn't care about the fact that it was World War II. They didn't show any historical knowledge. They just said, Nazis, Hitler, people hate this guy. So if this was, I think, not an MCU film, I think they maybe would have done that. Yeah, because why didn't they even put it in a location that was historically relevant for it to be World War II? You know I, what I mean? Just anything. Because I think that's Just not, even the littlest, the, the <laughs> smallest amount. Yeah, but I think that's, and, that's not the point. It's not the point, but still... It adds just that little bit. If they just say, we're here in this time, this is what's going on around us, just to kind of place us in World War II. Because hmm. for a good portion... Ethan, why are you laughing? For a good portion of this movie, you could forget that it's World War II, except for that there's Nazis. Like, But they're not... not they're Red School, okay? Or they're Hydra. They're Hydra. So you want Nazis to be the main villain of this no, movie? No. I want there to just be some sign... Showing us we are in <laughs> World War Two. World War Two. Okay. Well, we get that. Do you guys know what I'm saying? Though? That, I, I I think that's that's fair, but I feel like we get that. You know, like I I feel like we do. I I feel like we're in World War Two. We yeah. had a montage of it. We had him rescuing a ton of agents, like in this whole base, and they had they were shipped off there too. There was. I think a couple scenes of them in a war room looking at maps, trying to find Hydra bases and secret locations like that. Yeah, we don't get D-Day and important events in the war that the Allies are pretty focused on, but I think that's the appeal of being a part of this, you know, SS program or whatever, this secret government-sanctioned program with super soldiers, because this whole unit was specifically designed to to target Hydra, a fictional villain in the war so yeah you're not going to get events that happen in the actual like the real life war you're going to get secret team attacking secret team because this isn't a historic team you can't insult i the guess real war yeah what i'm saying right. is we should have seen eric luncher you know <laughs> we should have seen Logan duking it out. So that would have been nice. If we would have had the Fox X-Men rights, I'm sure Logan would have made an appearance in here. I'm <laughs> absolutely sure of it. Sorts, he, yeah. Logan is a part of the Howling Commandos in the comics. Logan, Human Torch, Namor, 
All of those people are a part of his Howling. No, they dude, don't have sick. the rights. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, their team is epic. What if There's they a few did more that for this, and they had Chris Evans twice. Oh, <laughs> as Human Torch. All right, that was a great take. Now change your suit. Yes. Easter egg of Human Torch does actually appear in this movie. The first Human Torch. Right. It's at the World of Tomorrow that pans across a the first Human Torch, Whoa. and it's got his like leather suit. It's just a little Easter egg. They don't own the rights at this point, but. I will say that I think that critique is a little minor to me. Mm. It's minor, but to really just flesh yeah, out this, invalid, movie, this movie is flat to me. But this that, movie I mean, that's, is very generic right. in uh, Marvel way. It's just a run-of-the-mill Marvel movie mm-hmm. to me with some cool Captain America stuff in it. Which is what a and lot it, of people it, would say. Yeah, yeah, it just needs that little spice. Yeah, it so needs you're a little more. Yeah, you're not alone in that mm. thinking. It uh, surprisingly, I went on IMDb and it has a six point nine. Nice, nice. And I'm just, why in the world is it a six point nine? Like, here, let me go through the other scores we got. Even, even, even to me, that like that's low. That's low. That's low. That is low for it. We we talked about this on the podcast, but Scott Derrickson, he recently just said that it's probably mo- the one of the most underrated Marvel films and underappreciated because I think there is a ton to appreciate in this movie and you know, Ethan said you watched it right beforehand. The Avengers came out, we went and saw that, and then we went and saw this film afterwards cuz my dad, like we all were in love with Cap. So then we went and watched this movie on my old VHS TV back in the day in my old room at my old house. Wow. It was nice. The quality was not that great. No. <laughs> but I will never forget it because it was an epic experience and one that, you know, it solidified itself. Like even even on my personal Marvel rating, I have this movie in my top ten. Marvel projects. You can go check that video out on the YouTube channel. It's, yeah, it's, I love this movie. Talking about what the internet says, uh, Ron Tomatoes audience says it's a 75. Critic is 80. I like that. Yeah, Metacritic is 66. Metacritic user 68. Letterboxd 66. You already said the uh, the IMDb score. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, as as the internet, it says that it's kind of like higher up, right? It's yeah. it's not bad. Our um, Hollywood Reporter rating. Oh, our Hollywood Ooh. Reporter rating. Got to go back. Got to refer to the list. Let me let me uh, put this in the rank real quick. So, mm-hmm. Captain America. So to let the listeners know, we we do this with every Marvel movie marathon as of recently. But the Hollywood Reporter put out a ranking of every Marvel movie, and we like to compare that to our thoughts on the film. So, Micah. Where's Captain America fall in the ranking? Guardians of the Galaxy is um, ranked number 19 oh, in okay. the Hollywood Reporter list. What do you think Captain America falls, above or below? Definitely above. Above? For sure. Well, I mean, not for me personally, but... Is it one above or one below? That's, I think, what that's the game we'll play. Is it one above or one below? I think they below? probably put it one above. Above. One above. It's number yeah. eighteen. Just below. What's what's above it? What's it's, above it? It's number eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Number eighteen. I'm surprised it's Don't that high. Endgame was what fifty. Uh, Endgame is it was like thirty-seven. Down thirty-six. Yeah. Infinity so, War is thirty-one. Um, yeah. No way home. Far from home. Multiverse of madness. Those are all in the twenties. 
Yeah. So we've got the first Avenger at number 18, Big Hero 6 at number 17. Oh. Whoa. Well, yeah. we'll have Very to see. Interesting. We'll see where that falls. But I'm glad you're mentioning. Just five yeah. below into the Spider-Verse. Oh. Oh. Into the Spider-Verse doesn't even crack the, the top, top 10? <laughs> nope. Well, that list is not a quarter. Yeah, not room for Captain Marvel. The list is so bad that we had to refer to it at every go, podcast. Uh, yeah, listeners, go take a look at that list if you're really curious to see why we're so up in arms about it. But The so, internet, however, ranks it at uh, number 33 in our in our uh in the internet list mm. so it's it's a bit further down mm. okay. compared to other okay. movies what do you guys think does it deserve the hate does I think, it deserve the madness oh, i think we wait for scores over hated for that. sure okay for sure okay. but something i wanted to add while watching this movie so you know uh as a, as a kid i was like cat america he's the best he's my favorite now as an adult it's iron man through and through Iron Man is just a lot more interesting to me. His flaws are a lot more apparent. But something that I was able to draw from this movie is uh, uh, further cementing why Endgame is perfect. Uh, or very close to perfect. Endgame's perfect. Last line in Iron Man is... I am Iron Man. I am Iron Man. Yes. Last line in this movie? I am Captain America. I had a date. I had a oh. date. How how do they resolve both those lines in Endgame? Oh, he is Iron Man. I'll get that dance. He's yes. got that dance, and he gets that dance. How cool is that? I mm. I was like, wow. I think that is wow. the best payoff. So of all good. Of Just yeah. thinking about it, like as they were saying it, uh, about a half an hour into the movie, he wasn't even Captain America yet. Right. Just him Just, saying just, uh, like. I just want to dance. I've never even talked to a girl this long before. Yeah. Oh. So there's also a bit of thematic continuity as far as music goes as well. Because of the track that plays as he lands the plane titled This Is My Choice by Alan Silvestri is the same track beat for beat, note for note that plays when Captain America gives Bucky uh, not Bucky, when he gives Sam the shield in Endgame. Mm. It is the same track. And Alan Silvestri obviously does the scores for both this movie and that movie, but it's such a nice bit of continuity, and that track is so fantastic. The whole score for this movie is fantastic. We played a little bit of that theme in the last Marvel movie that we were talking about, but the Captain America theme is probably one of the best musical themes that we've had so far as far as superhero themes go. I think... Toby's beats it out. I think this might be number two as far mm. as musical themes goes. Love the Spider-Man themes. Spider-Man. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman goes so hard with those themes. And Alan Silvestri, this is is this his first Marvel movie that he's composing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it won't be his last. He does Avengers, the first one, the very next MCU film. He does Infinity War and Endgame. He does all those four and all anymore. of them are so good. And mm-hmm. uh, Back to the Future. He does do back to the future. Endgame was robbed of a nomination for best score, but almost everything. It was up for it, right? It was. uh, Nope. nope. You know what did get nominated, though? What? In 2019, Rides of Skywalker. Best original score. Yeah, basically. Let's not roll into all of that, Ben. We're we're in a happy place. We're in Captain America. Good point. Good point. We started to talk about their relationship. But can we say, as far as relationships go, is this the best one we've seen so far? 
What do we think? Compared to a Spider-Man relationship? Spy- I love the complexity of Spider-Man's <laughs> relationships. You're a big fan of those Spider-Man movies. Just the complexity and how many lines you got to draw. It's or not draw, but you can you can like find these I just love that. We we listen to the Spider-Man podcast. I talked about them there. My, uh, I love the, yeah. the the different relationships in Spider-Man mm-hmm. and the way that um I can't think of his name. The director, dude, of Spider-Man. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. That's his name. The way that he just so well, he just writes these things so well. I I love those relationships. Yeah. I I would say that I'm not the biggest fan. I think that was my one big critique with those that with that trilogy is their relationship and how annoying MJ was, I would say. But I don't know if this is the best relationship we have so far. Oh no! I think Tony and Pepper. She's just got the eyes for a about little it. better. Yeah, my, do, do, does Peggy go for Steve if Steve doesn't get jacked? All right, does he? I think does she, she is charmed to him in the car ride, in like a cute little kid way. Yeah, and then I think he has muscles, and she has a hard time staying away from him. That, yeah, that has that a hard sequence, time keeping her hands off. That him. sequence is awesome, though. Mm. When he first gets. You know the the super soldier serum, and he is. It's his first action sequence mm-hmm. as powerful Steve, and Against he's running in. He, yes. He's like yes. looking at his body, like holy crap! Look at me run. He can't keep his momentum in check. He, he flies into that right. window, leaps over the fence. Imagine that being a five two ninety pounds going straight to like two thirty, like full six four, dude. I mean, of is course, Chris Evans that tall? I don't know how tall he is, but it's a massive weight body change, you know? Massive. He's six foot. But he's Pro- six foot. Also, yeah. props to this movie for, uh, or, or Kevin Feige produced this movie and also had a role in the X-Men movies. He's learned a thing or two since then. And hmm. this one, they find the absolute perfect way to get Steve in his corny comic suit. And yep, they yep. make it work so well. The star-spangled man with a plan. Come on. Great sequence. Great montage. Great song. Great song. Dude, that yeah. is extremely catchy. Yeah, so good. It is very, very good. Micah's got something to say. <laughs> no, nah, I thought you were going to talk about the girls. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you. You didn't say it, so... Great girls. <laughs> Bring back the girls. Yeah. Sort of throwing tomatoes at him. No, that, that scene is really good too though. Yes. Yeah, the redemption yep. that he gets from the from the soldier dudes, because they they don't they don't care about this well, he's dude just dressing a, boots. He's just yeah. He's just a yeah. symbol. He's a symbol. They just want all the girls and and after he saves two hundred those guys, that it, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool how they redeem uh, the perfect man to the comrades to or make him more perfect to make him more perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so how can this man be more perfect? <laughs> I see a lot of comparisons to. So you talk about how you wish this was like a more of a World War Two esque film. It had the potential to be. It could. have I see Hacksaw Ridge as like this. This movie, if it was just World War Two, yeah. like scrawny dude you can he have has a high moral standard right into this movie if you wanted to <laughs> like legit he is like the perfect and man Spider-Man. as well he has moral exactly and hugo weaving's in it and hugo weaving's in it it's <laughs> it's there's a nice little comparison and it's why i think i like both those movies because they kind of go hand in hand but 
yeah, I I draw a lot of comparisons between the two of them. Two great war movies that mm. I think can almost go hand in hand. But um, as far as relationship goes, going back to that, I think as far as relationship goes for me, I think Tony and Pepper have the best relationship right. so far. because Just because Peggy doesn't get enough, I feel like, to do. Haley Atwell is great in this movie. She's so good. And it's just that most of it is... A little bit like you have the kiss that Captain America has with that one chick who's like the women of America. They, they like oh they need you. To thank you. Right. Yeah. And seeing is they're not here and then and then oh, like you mean uh Peter Quill's grandma? Not that no, one. Oh, not not that different one? different lady, different oh, chick. That was Peter um, Quill's grandma. But it's like who, who was that? That, uh, she, just that actress is in Hunger Games. Okay. Right? Yes, yes, yeah. as one of the as so one many of Hunger Games actors in this movie. Did he right? direct one of those? Uh, I don't think Joe Johnston? Joe Johnston did. No, I don't think so. Who's the, the lady wrong, that's Peter Quill's grandma? I thought you were talking about her. She just appears for like a photo op during the montage, the Star Spangled Man. Oh, okay. And it's just like they take a photo with him and her and she's like smiling at him. Hmm. But yeah, so she's like, we had a mission for you if you're not otherwise occupied. And like he just is. And it's like they have that whole fondue joke, which is great, by the way. Like... I thought you two were you fondueing and it's just bread and cheese. Fondue? Right. right. Which is great. So that was good. a good bit. Because yeah. you could totally, like, they could have written it where she and uh, Stark had a thing, but they didn't write it that way. They were like, okay, yeah, they're professional. They're just business partners. I will say, though, the ending as he's crashing the plane and their dialogue there about how they're going to have their dance is probably one of the most emotional moments in that the MCU, good. like bar none, like top five for sure. Most emotional scenes as he is the dialogue. Top five, dude, wow. without a doubt. All top five for me are in Infinity War and Endgame. So <laughs> it's just the like the way that they schedule their too. dance and the way it pays off, but the way that they schedule their dance about how they just need to be at the club. Don't you dare be late, and you know it's not going to happen because he's crashing the plane and it, they're just it's a nice little way to take away from the seriousness of it and the music swells perfectly you get that shot of um tommy lee jones he looks even him who shows barely any emotion during the whole film i'm not kissing you i'm not kissing you <laughs> great That's line the only part i laugh so loud right <laughs> even he at that moment takes a mo like dang this is this really stinks mm. and it's that moment, it might be the best moment in the movie. And yeah, he wakes up, you know, from his, his coma. And the world he knew is gone. Everything he stood for is gone. It would be the weirdest thing. Yeah. Could you imagine that going 50 years or so into the future? 60 years, I think, is what it, what it is. And what happens? 70 years. You've been asleep. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the I had a dateline. Yeah. Yep. The I had a dateline. Can can be seen as a little comedic at first, tragic, but tragic. it is it is very tragic and sad because mm. that's all he's you know that's all he's thinking about. He's like, dang, Peggy, you've been asleep, Cap, for almost seventy years. You gonna be okay? Yeah, yeah, I just I had a date. And I'd say as far as the Cap movies go, they they could lean a little more into how he hmm. loves Peggy 
because in Cap 2, he's moved on to Peggy's great-granddaughter of sorts. He so, has a scene with her, though. He does, which yeah. is really, really good. Or the nursing home. Yeah. But yeah, he he never really gets a, a true f- like foundational relationship until the right. end. Until, yeah. Like, looking at it. Because yeah. I'd say, first watch event game, I was like, really? That's what they did? Mm. I wasn't too hot on it at first. Now I love it. I love it after thinking about it more and getting to see, like, oh, that's where it's leading to. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. But it is a little like, oh, whoa. Because as far as Steve goes, he is one movie with Peggy, and then we get him in six other movies in the current timeline. Mm. You know, I just like, all right, was that pull strong enough? I think it was in hindsight, but there is that debate that you can go into. Do they show, I forget how the how the time logic works in this. Do they show Peggy's husband in future movies? He creates a new timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's... And then how does he end up? But she 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 does eventually marry in the main MCU timeline, but him going back in time creates a new branch timeline where she never met so then those. That, yeah, it, it how works. does that branch go back to give Sam the shield? I believe he uses pin particles to go back to that moment after she's gone. Yeah, I believe. So yeah, how does that work? Well, I think that's a conversation we have. Endgame's going to be a yeah. long episode. Yeah. Yo, I'm not setting a time limit for that. Which, speaking of that, yeah, we may have to move on. But continue, continue what you were going to say. No, it was. He's got time screen. It was about TVA, so I I won't talk oh. about that. <laughs> talk about going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, um, as, as this is the flashpoint. Yeah. of the earliest point in our timeline, right? Because mm. there's there's no movie before this. Nope. No, this is Eternal. besides Eternals, parts of Eternals. parts of it. Yeah, this is the only part that's whoa, the earliest <laughs> point. Right after Cap goes missing, hmm. he is uh, is the first point where the Avengers go back in time to grab Infinity Stones. So, well, I guess we can talk about it. Like, where does that where does that fit in? Like, how does how does that work? The the timeline part. What's your question? Like, what, 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 is, what, that, what yeah. is your main question here? How does this movie fit into the timeline <laughs> no, of the MCU? How, how does how is Captain is Captain America is Chris, is Steve Rogers, yeah. Peggy's wife, in this timeline that the we branch are, timeline? No, 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 no it is this, not. He no, is it's not. not. No, okay, no. Because like, in this timeline, going backwards timeline yeah. is not okay. That's in not, this timeline. Peggy grows old. And has kids. And when he goes yeah. back using when he does all the stones. When he yeah, goes so it back, makes a new timeline. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, we'll talk about it in the end game then because yeah. I, I just don't know how mm-hmm. he ends up. Short answer is he creates a di- branch timeline. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to mention before we go into scenes and characters? The and- car. Every time it's on screen, it's like. That is a big car. <laughs> Which one? The Hydra car? Hydra car. Schmidt's car. That thing, uh, according to the IMDb page, is 27 feet long, <laughs> 8 feet wide, powered what? by a 700 horsepower engine, just to get the thing Bro, moving. whenever that car's in the shot, I'm like, is this a 3D movie? Like, it pulls. I can reach out and touch it. <laughs> I, can, I can touch it. Yeah. It's gigantic. It's got that nice little Hydra logo on the front. Tommy Lee Jones driving that thing. I don't even know his real character's name. I'm just calling him Tommy Lee. Phillips, Colonel Phillips. Sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. He's dead. Yeah, he's gone. End of this movie, he's dead. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Colonel Phillips. Mm-hmm. 
but what what these early MCU movies do is it just like you said it it not only supports itself by being a good movie but it gets me so excited for the future mm-hmm. movies and something I was waiting for in this movie that I realized wasn't in this movie is the the Bucky tells Steve I'm with you till the end of the line that's not in this movie that's in the next one in a flashback mm-hmm. which I don't know I'm not mad about but. I was just thrown back. I'm like, oh, where was that line? Because it hit so hard at the end of the second cab movie, which is, I it I was, was on YouTube yeah. and I accident like I try not to go ahead on this Marvel movie marathon because I like <laughs> just revisiting yeah. it in the moment because it makes these podcasts a lot better. But I saw accidentally saw a clip from Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier, and I was just like, wow. That movie's awesome. Wait till we get to that movie's that awesome. One. Holy cat! Did you guys see the uh, the one shots going through these? I don't know which ones. So Item forty seven. There's yeah. the consultant. Uh, I the, did the, watch that. Yeah, there's yes. even a Peggy Carter one. There's a Peggy Carter there's one. A, I don't know. Like yeah. I'm trying to watch these in the timeline as we're going through. Mm-hmm. So the consultant was one that we were supposed to watch. What's another one that we were supposed to watch at this point? Peg, the the Carter one. Is Peggy that, Carter. A funny thing that happened on the way to Thor's hammer. Item forty seven. And I think Team Daryl? No, that's Ragnarok. I think that's okay. It, there's a four, I think I know. Yeah, that have also, okay, so a, I got some yeah, catch up to do. There <laughs> is an Agent Carter TV show, show mm-hmm. also. Yeah, you can't go, completely skip in the timeline here. Yeah, I mean, no, we're not doing that. Something else we also skip <laughs> in the timeline is Captain Marvel. As far as timeline goes, we've got yeah. a ways to go before that one comes out, mm. but. Yes, that would be that would take place next as far as chronologically that goes. But I mean, we started with Iron Man, so really we're all mm-hmm. kind of screwed up. We're already whacked out. Again, this is theatrically released order right. for sure. But with that said, favorite character, favorite character in this movie. I'll shoot this over the to car. you first, Ethan. <laughs> the car. <laughs> Ethan, what is your favorite character in Captain America? Ah, uh, shoot. I mean, I don't want to take Steve because. Steve is Steve. He's he's great. Yeah, I, I always like supporting Haley Atwell, especially since she'll be in Mission Impossible Seven this upcoming summer. So yeah, yeah take Haley Atwell, Peggy Carter. I really like her. I think she's really charming, and I like uh, I like her appeal to Steve and how she's like uh, uh, she shows up to the bar to de- what what happens in that scene? Do they not? They don't dance. Or what what pulls she, Steve away when she shows up? To that scene, she basically just says, they've got a mission for you. And that's basically to say, wow, look at how beautiful Haley Atwell is. Because <laughs> everyone stops and they're like, like, wait, are they going to dance? What? And well, then that, Bucky's like, well, what? <laughs> she's invisible. Like, I'm getting ignored. <laughs> right. So it's like, hmm, Oh, a shout out to uh, Clara. Uh, yes. yes what, what's dude. that actress's name? Um... I don't know, but Clara she's from Doctor, Doctor Who, Doctor and she's Who great. Is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here, I'll find her real quick. I can't. I, but that was my buddy's like celebrity crush. I don't even know. I can't, I'm forgetting why I can't remember her name. But yeah, it's she's she's with uh, Bucky. Jenna Coleman. There it is. But yeah, Haley yeah. Atwell's a great pick. Right. She is. She is so good, and her little bits that she shows and up I, in the she, MCU. She's very good at uh, just subtle remarks like that that great scene where all the men are trying to climb the flagpole and steve 
He walks over there, pulls the peg out. It oh. falls. He grabs the flag, hops in the Jeep. Her face in that scene is really good. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, like maybe this, maybe this short king's got something going on. That's man. right. Maybe he's got something. Yeah. <laughs> I also like how she's like digging on all the soldiers. Like, come on, girls. My grandmother has more spirit. God rest her soul. Just like, and she punches them. that one chump. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's great. Put your right foot forward, <laughs> dude. And then Tommy Lee Jones is like. I I do think it's funny though because in the final sequences all the men are decked out in like body armor and gear and running through there in her pants like you could have you could have helped the cause giving her like a helmet or something (laughs) hey man she's a beast she's a a absolute Mm -hmm. girl boss Mm -hmm. indeed girl (laughs) boss all right Ethan Come on. Dropping the girl boss. Let's, let's go. Come on. That's that's what I'd call her. She's Indeed. A, yeah. Michael, who's your favorite character in this movie? Uh, Besides the car. Everyone? Take the car. Take the, the car. car. <laughs> <laughs> the car and how roaring it sounds in that final shot. Where <gasps> that's crazy how, how loud that thing is. It sounds like a beast. I'll say the car. Sure, why not? Because the characters are all kind of flat. So... I said it. That's I a, said it. That's a big dick on this movie. Colonel Phillips, I'll say he was pretty cool. I liked how he uh well, I'm not kissing you. <laughs> You're just saying that because he got to drive the car. He got to drive the he car. Got to drive the car. <laughs> Him and uh what's his name? Uh Zola. He drive the car too. Her name is Zola. Yeah, there we not go. We scratch. haven't talked about Zola Another yet. Not a scratch. Glad you Another great you know what else yeah. we didn't talk about. Bucky. The Stanley cameo. We didn't oh, talk about Bucky. Stanley, yeah. I, I thought he'd be taller. <laughs> Great Stanley cameo. Might be the best one we've had so far. And then while we're at it, um, I guess another one of my favorite characters would be Loki in the uh, end credit scene, the post credit. In the Avengers trailer? In the Avengers trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Great pick. Great character. Great pick. Wow. Seriously though, guys, Loki was in this movie. Who would be your favorite character? Uh, Red Skull in the first forty-five minutes. Oh, before he takes off the mask. Before he takes off the mask. When he's still well, before his face is revealed. Red Skull before okay. he's Red, Red Skull, Skull before he's revealed. No, 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 no. I like when he has the silhouette. Up until after that scene, I think he's good. Interesting. One thing I did not I never love the lore that he was going for. Yeah, like I, he was a history buff trying to harness the power of the gods. Yeah. That's an epic plot line, and they don't really use it after the first 45 minutes. Like, it doesn't show the power of the gods. It's just like, I'm a super soldier serum, red-faced dude, and I've got the Tesseract. But we don't really know what the Tesseract is because we haven't decided what the Tesseract is. Hmm. So we're going to figure it out in a different movie. I think they know it's the Space Stone at this point. Do they? He's holding that. You see space. You know, when... Red Skull's holding that. You see a portal to space That's open true. up. That's true. But yeah, they could easily not know. They didn't know that Loki Scepter and the first Avengers will be the Mind Stone one day. He just didn't seem that intimidating. He didn't get yeah. close enough to achieving his goal where like he had the the thing on to destroy the world and then Captain America rips it off or takes the power off and he's like, no, you can't do that. Well, Stephen McFeel... Um, the writers of this movie. I'm, I'm, getting, there. I'm getting there. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting your I'm McFeels getting, on? You're McFeeling it out right now. <laughs> they did this one. They did the Avengers. They did Thor Dark World. They've done most of the movies with the stones. Yeah, yeah as far I see. As those uh, go. So they did I wouldn't Soldier doubt too. if they did know it was a stone. 
or maybe they just retconned it as it was. Probably not. they they still call it the Tesseract though. And I mean, when I was a kid, I was just like, "Whoa, cube! Collect that in the Lego." I had cube. that little Lego. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm gonna go with Cap. I absolutely, he's my favorite character in this movie. The as I said before, the character moments that he has. I mean, he's in all of I, my favorite scenes. I want to make it clear. Yeah. I would have taken Cap. But I wanted to leave Cap for you, Ben. Thank you. Yeah. This is a Blade situation. <laughs> like, who's the coolest character in Blade? Morbius. It's, it's, who <laughs> did we pick? <laughs> who did we pick in Blade? I think one of them we just did pick we all Blade. Said Blade. We, I think I think maybe we did. I don't know. We got to go back. Oh, the the dude who plays Hellboy. Oh, and then we picked that guy. Oh, what's his uh, Blade's chair guy's name? Oh, oh, um. Norman Reedus was in the, the he was third one, one of them. Yeah, I yeah. picked him in the third Norman one. Norman Reedus. <laughs> yeah, no, go listen to our Blade podcast. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what like one thousand views on YouTube? The Blade Three one has like three thousand views or something like that. Heck yeah, make it four thousand guys. People love Blade. Go right. listen to Blade. Ethan, favorite scene? Oh man. Oh, I think it's the scene with uh, Eric Eric Stein. Yeah. Abraham Erskine. Yeah. Abraham Erskine. Or when they're sitting on the bed. I think I think that's my favorite scene. But there are a lot of good scenes in this movie. But that that one, I was like, oh, I'm getting I'm getting feels. You know, when he he's talking about how good becomes great, bad becomes worse. But more important, the men. The serum amplifies everything that is inside. So good becomes great, bad becomes worse. This is why you were chosen. Because a strong man who has known power all his life may lose respect for that power. But a weak man knows the value of strength and knows compassion. I think it's really good and it shows like, yeah, sure, there are these bigger guys that you could pick to be the winter, or the, not the winter soldier, the, the super soldier or Captain America, but you're the man. You're the man I want. And I learned that you're the man I want when I heard you talking to Bucky. Where are you from, Mr. Rogers? Hmm? Is it New Haven or Paramos? Five exams in five different cities. That might not be the right file. No, it's not the exams I'm interested in. It's the five tries. But you didn't answer my question. Do you want to kill Nazis? Is this a test? Yes. I don't want to kill anyone. I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. This tiny man, he just wants he just wants to serve, you know? He's watching that movie. Even little Timmy's helping out. Yeah. It's like I don't want to be little Timmy. But he he's, is I don't little like Timmy. Bullies. That's him. He's little Timmy. Yeah. But he he gets big, and as uh, as will this movie disproves Tony's line in in Avengers. You know everything special about you came out of a bottle. We know that's not true, but there is an argument there later down the line because he wouldn't be as great as he is if he isn't given this blessing as being the super soldier. Hmm. Everything oh, good sure. about him is exemplified by what right. comes from the bottom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is 
If it wasn't yours, it was gonna be mine. That's a great, <laughs> great scene. Micah. And it's gotta be the car scene, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't that's a pretty good scene. Yeah, I'm not know. guessing you. I don't know. I as we've gone on here, it seems that you've taken a bit of a dip on your like. Yeah, Micah this hates one. this movie. I hate this movie. This wow. movie's kind of trash. You know what we need? That's why there's three of us. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. There were two of us, it would be too bad. I don't know. I, too much of this movie is just the same. Like it, it, It's like a solid... Can't, I'm complain. There's can't a, complain. I'm assuming there's a scene in this movie that you really liked. Hopefully. Man. <laughs> I, that stood I wish out. there was. How about Bucky's death? Bucky's, Is that any good? Bucky's death? You mean the the death that Bucky's didn't Bucky's fall to villainism. Oh no! I believe fell. that. That whole Does scene it, was there for what? To oh, set up Micah's the next a straight up hater on this movie. Dude. I like it, Micah. We yeah, need well. some hate in this room. We can't all love. This. I don't know. They jump on this train. We got ten seconds to jump on that. We got a ten second window. We got a. I will say this: the Howling Commandos deserve an award for their excellent zipline skills. Oh yeah! Not only on the train sequence, but in the finale, when they zipline into the hydro. They're experts, office. man. There were three dudes that ziplined onto that train. Only Bucky and Cap were shown. So I don't know where. No, no, no. They, the second guy. They they the guy, guy. Where'd he go? He went up to the front and. He was the one who captured Zola. Oh, was he? I yeah, he was did Cal. all the work. Oh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't think of a good scene no in this movie. No good scene. Like a, like a, if you can think of out. a good scene from What about the, the I'm not kissing I'm not kissing you? The take I that. said the car scene. <laughs> take the car scene. You can take that. I'll take the car scene then. Favorite character, the car. Favorite scene, the car scene. <laughs> I like it. This that doesn't a, say anything about this, this movie. A, a Buick out of 10. Yeah, uh, uh, we can say when Cap first is revealed as super swole and Peggy's just going Google Peggy over. does what we all want to do. And She's grab melting him. over this dude. <laughs> <laughs> I could say that, right? Okay. I'm and melting then, over Jack. Yeah, and then uh, a dwarf just decides to destroy the the whole building. Oh, not like he's not a dwarf in this movie, but. A what? A dwarf? <laughs> a dwarf? Richard Armitage. Oh, <laughs> oh. I see what you're saying. Thorin. Okay, yeah, okay. He shows up. What and he, just... Micah's referencing is the guy who uh, takes the last vial of the serum and shoots. Eric Stein is the same actor who plays Thorin. Yeah, and, the and then he just breaks the vial anyway, and then eats the. Uh, Two more shall take tooth. its place. Yeah. Yes, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Mike is just Mike is yeah. Michael, we needed to get you some coffee or yeah, something. At first Honestly, I was like at first I was like so nine out of ten. When I'm did like, you watch this movie? Like how did you watch like you just watched it, yeah, right? I just watched it. Has it been a long day? No. Like No, I, I made two pizzas. I ate both of them while I watched this movie. <laughs> you're, in a, you're in a food coat. <laughs> was That's it, what it was is. Was the movie really good or was it just the pizza? It Mike was pizza. <laughs> It was, I had a pineapple jalapeno pizza ben, and a three meat pizza. Ben, let's get your favorite scene. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to bring this back to positivity here because <laughs> I believe we haven't been, I haven't been as positive on this movie as I wanted to. Like, I'm drawing us down. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. No, your opinion is very much appreciated. Like, it's just where we need to be. But I, like, this. Uh, so you you picked the scene on the bed. I'll, I'm just going to go with the final scene. 
as he crashes the plane. It's maybe it's one of the most most emotional scenes in the MCU. Their dialogue at the end is so good. I will have already played it in the podcast. I know it. And their relationship and how it gets paid off is handled so well. It's the best piece of music in the film. Everything culminates to that moment and the emotion played on both of their faces as this morally good character makes the ultimate sacrifice to save most of the East Coast of America is done so well. A week next Saturday at the Stork Club. You got it. Eight o'clock on the dot. Don't you dare be late. Understood? You know, I still don't know how to dance. shot of the the plane dipping into the ice as the music swells and the sun it's shot so well the cinematography goes way underappreciated there and that is that's my favorite scene but now we're going to go on to scores and i'm going to go to micah first on this one i'm going to go to micah first where would you put this one you said you were starting off as high but it has a lot of good things to build up all the characters and then it doesn't do anything with them. It has all of this potential. Red Skull in the first 45 minutes is all this potential, really cool motives, and then they don't really do anything with it. Cap, he's a really great character, right? He, and then they don't like show him completely off. They do, they do show him off more than everyone else in the movie. Yeah. Bucky, we will see him more in winter soldier. They show us the little glimpse of winter soldier, uh, brainwashing, you know, he was on the bench, right? And he was uh, that, that like table and he rips him off of it. And he was like whispering the, the words. So there's little elements of that. Peggy could have been used more. I feel she's, she doesn't show, how tough she is apart from just her being domineering in situations. Um, that's why the car, <laughs> the car gets the coolest screen time. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give this movie a 7.9. Oh, heck yeah. That's way higher than I thought you were going to go. That is not low okay. at all. I like that. Well, okay. like, I, like I said, they, they build up the movie pretty good. They do a great job of making these characters. They just don't do anything with them. And that's my problem. And it could be because they don't ever use these characters ever again. Except for Peggy and Bucky. And Red Skull and Captain America. Where does Red Skull come back besides Infinity War? Infinity War. That's no, what I'm talking about. Besides to. Infinity War. Like, he's there for 20 oh, seconds. besides Infinity War. Okay, yeah. I, I like, thought you were talking about They had no plans of bringing him back. Because they did the time skip. Because they sent him off to Neverland. Hmm. Uh, Captain America, yeah, he's going to come back. He's the only one that gets anything at all. He's the only one that does anything cool. Okay, fine, I'll wrap it up. Yeah, I said it. I'm done. I'm done. 4.3 out of 10. Oh, shoot. It cost us four points. Oh, man. Or three points or whatever. He was like, I'm trying to go see Scream. I got to see Scream. Yeah, Ethan, score. Uh, 
You know what? This, I believe, is the third best movie we've seen on this list. I think Spider-Man 2 is better. I think Iron Man 2, or not Iron Man 2, Iron Man 1 is better than this. But I like this at a solid third place. This movie's really fun. They do so much right. They implement comic elements. You know, we didn't even mention the the most iconic or the most popular comic cover for Cat America of all time is him punching Hitler. And they somehow work that into the story. Really cool that they do that. Mm-hmm. They implement enough, a lot of great into this movie. And yeah, I mean, some, some of the characters need to be fleshed out a little more. But I think they got Steve right. They got Peggy right. The, the, the two characters you absolutely had to get right, you did. And I think you could have done more with, with Bucky, but whatever. I don't care. Mm. I like putting this at a solid eight. A solid eight. Okay. All right. 7.9 and eight. That's way closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, Micah's, I, the Micah scores are always so funny. <laughs> I hate this movie. It's a 7.9 out of 10. <laughs> Worst movie ever. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Very Good movies. nice. That's all be uh, for Infinity War or no for uh, Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a I'm a stand for this movie. It's in my top ten. A Sebastian I, stand, if you will. Uh, if you will, if you want to go there, you go there. But I I am such a big fan of this movie. Like I said at the beginning, the nitpicks that I have kind of fall away because Cap's origin story is handled so well. He's a man that you have such a hard time not rooting for his character moments that he's given, whether it's between Erskine, whether it's between Peggy Carter, it's all so fantastic. And like the scenes on the bed or his final scene when he's talking to Peggy or the scene in the bar we didn't even talk about is he can't get drunk and we're with you. Like it's so fantastic, this movie. And I feel like it kind of got lost in the mud during, cause we've been kind of up and down. It's kind of, but I am, way a fan of this movie and in my opinion this is going to be a hot take but this is the best movie that i have seen so far on this watch through and it is my first movie that i'm going to give a nine out of ten to i absolutely absolutely love captain america the first avenger every time i watch it it gets that much better and I think it's just because of how much Captain America sells for me as a person. I think you are an Iron Man guy, Ethan, but I'm a Cap guy. And I think that that is translates cap. that translates perfect. No cap in that. No cap in that. So nine, eight, seven point nine. That gives us an average of an eight point three. Okay. Putting it in solid fourth place in our ranking. Fourth place. Okay. Just above Spider Man, just under Thor. Just under Thor. Thor. Wow. Thor did beat it out because I gave it it an 8.9. Ethan gave it a 7.5. You gave it an 8.5. Really? Wow. So slightly, slightly. Wait, wait, wait. Same score 8.3. Oh. I, I wasn't looking at those. So we have a tie for oh. the first time in Multiverse Monologues history. A tie? There's no decimals any either at all. No. Like so to break a tie. To break a tie. We gotta rewatch these movies. I think we vote. <laughs> I think we vote. Higher or lower than Thor? I put it lower above than Thor. Above Thor. Oh, I lower put it also Thor. above Thor. So all right, that put puts it in it an eight point four then, I guess. No, no, no keep be? keep it eight point three. Just us collectively know where we put it in a ranking. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll bump up my score to an eight. I'll bump up my What'll score that for do? just for you guys. Oh, I'll put okay. it at an eight point three. You know what? But will that that that's the, still the same though, right? 
No. The score is still the same. 8.33 repeating. There it is. <laughs> oh, there we, we go. Get that 0. 0.03, and that's all we need. So very nice. Okay, so that so speaking, this movie is third. Yeah. Speaking of all we need. Oh boy. This movie ends with the post-credit scene teasing the Avengers. The greatest the post-credit next movie scene on this. Watch through it. Yeah. Is Ghost Rider oh. Spirit of Vengeance? Oh. That's oh. right. We're oh. leaving the FCU oh. for a, a char- for an actor who said, "I'm too good for the MCU. I'm freaking Nick Cage." <laughs> we're gonna go watch Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance next week. Heck yeah! When we're in the prime, the meat of the bone when it comes to the MCU Phase One. We take a little break. We go to Ghost Rider. The sequel, the much maligned sequel, I will say. Is it maligned? Have either anyone seen it? I haven't no, seen I'm it. Not. Micah hasn't seen it. No. Ethan hasn't seen it. Oh boy. I don't want to see it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to see it. So, but that's next next week, folks. And The Last of Us is also wrapping up. Tune into the weekly show, which was just premiered actually today as of the talking of us. So tune into that for Mandalorian season two. Uh, season three thoughts. We greatly appreciate that, and we thank you for sticking around for Captain Ooh. America. Apparently, Spider Man three and X Men two are also tied. I never noticed that. Oh, anyway, we'll talk about that yeah. next time. But uh, Captain America is third place as far as this goes, and we might have a contender for that next week with Ghost Rider: Spirit oh. of Vengeance. So maybe first place contender, <laughs> maybe a contender. So stay tuned for that, folks. Otherwise, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Wenzelow. This is Micah Head. Signing off, we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.